You are listening to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast, where we discuss how to find ultimate intimacy in your relationship. We believe that no matter how many years you've been married, you can achieve passion, romance, happiness, and ultimate intimacy at any stage of your life. Join us as we talk to not only marriage experts, but couples just like yourself and people who are just flat out fun. The Ultimate Intimacy Podcast is for couples who have a good relationship but want to make it even better. Hi, and welcome to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast with Nick and Amy today. Uh, yeah, you're laughing, you're smiling over there laughing at me. Like, what in the hell is this guy saying? Isn't that a good thing? I don't know. No, leave it. <laughs> Nick's going to start over like he always does, and I'm like, no, it's good. Oh, man. You're, you're human. I, yeah, definitely. Oh. Amy's, Amy's just looking at me like, who is this guy that I'm married to? <laughs> I listened to a podcast, I don't remember what it was yesterday, while I was driving in my car, and they were laughing the entire podcast. I'm like, we need to giggle more. It was Ooh, so yeah, funny. Yeah. I was laughing in my car because they were laughing so hard. It was like the best. <laughs> she came in crying and I'm like, uh, did I do something? What happened? Did someone die? And you were just, you must have been uh, dying uh, of laughter. It takes a lot for me to laugh that hard. That's true. Anyways. That is true. Um, maybe Nick will tell us a joke. Man, I don't have any. Not that are. Not that are appropriate. Anyways. <laughs> that, that's not true. I, all my jokes are appropriate. They're all appropriate. Mine aren't, but yours are. Uh, we are going to be talking about some important stuff today. Don't we always talk about important stuff? Really, extremely important stuff today. Oh, okay. What are we? What are we talking about today? <laughs> we are talking about time. And you're like, oh, that sounds boring. I'm not going to listen. Yeah, wait, oh, wait, no, 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 wake no, me no. up when this one's over. No. Scheduling your time is going to change your marriage. And we're going to get into it. It's 146, the importance of managing and balancing your time in your marriage. I do think this is important. And I think, I think this is an area that we're fairly good at. Be- we have become good at. We have become good. We have become good we have at. Become and we're good not at. always good, but this is an area I feel confident in. Yeah, yeah. Good. Take it away. Take it away. Take it away. Nick's looking at me. I'm like, you planned this. Lead this off, babe. I don't even know what you're talking about today. I just showed up. No, that's not true. So, I'm sure. I'm sure most of us have looked at you know a husband and wife, certain people that are just so busy. They almost never seem to have time for each other. We get that excuse so much. And I am like, what? Yeah. I just don't understand like we, it. We just don't have time for intimacy. We just don't have time to make love. We just don't have... Life's too busy. We don't have time. We don't have time. You've got 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, we're That's thinking... That's a lot of time. But then if you were to ask the question... or Well, then if you were to go look at their phone and see how much time they're spending on their phone... <laughs> their screen time report it would be on like, Sunday? Yeah, it'd be like three hours a day. Or five or six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're like, how in the world do you not have the time? Oh, you've got the time. You've got the time. Yeah. And this is probably one of most couples' biggest weaknesses. For right? sure. Absolutely. And that's the thing is... Everyone has the time, but 
you know, typically you invest your time and energy in the things that are most important to you. But for most couples, a lot of them are, are investing their time into time wasters or things that maybe aren't really that important. And, and they tend to put the important things low on the list. Mm-hmm. What we hear from so many couples is, oh, we just don't have the time for sex or we don't have the time to do this or have the time to do that. And it's because they don't prioritize those things. Those things are very, very last on the list. And if they don't have any more time to get around to those things, meaning those things that are going to bring them closer together as a couple, then they just get discarded till the next day and think, oh, maybe I'll have time the next day. And time goes on. And couples just grow further and further and further apart. So in this podcast, we're going to focus on the things that couples can do to better manage their time. And I think if couples better manage their time better, they'll actually be a lot more efficient and they'll have, they'll have more time to actually do things. I think part of the problem before we jump into that, though, is... When marriage is just kind of mediocre and we're just kind of living day to day and making ourselves busier and time wasting or being on our phones or whatever, I think a lot of couples have forgotten what it's like to feel ultimate intimacy in their marriage. And when you forget how awesome marriage can be, you don't prioritize it because you forgot. Like, I don't you think? Absolutely, because it's so true. Like, the other day when we were at lunch, and I was just like, man, I couldn't imagine things being better right now. Like, I am more motivated to work on our marriage and keep it where it's at because I don't want to lose... That good place. That good place. Yeah. And you're. I think you're exactly right. I think the couples that haven't got to that good place or maybe don't remember what that good place is like... They're, they're a little more, they're okay being just going through life and thinking, okay, I guess this, this is the way life's going to be. They don't know what they're missing. They, they, they don't know what they're missing and they're, therefore the motivation isn't there to get to that good place either again or get to that good place maybe where they've never been. So how do people, before we jump into this, find that motivation again to actually care about remanaging their time? Maybe that's the big question, right? Yeah. Because if you don't know how amazing something can be, you're not going to prioritize it. So, uh, I and, guess... And, and I don't know how you... I don't know how people get motivated to, you know, make something better when they maybe don't know what they're missing. I think you have to re- reminisce, like, your past. Like, when you first fell in love, when you first got married, or when you were first dating. Like, those feelings. Okay, we know that love changes and marriage changes and... Uh, the sparky, the sparky goes away. You know, we, we've all been there, done that. But there are parts and times in marriage where you can feel that again. You can feel excitement to go on date night and to get ready. And you can feel that excitement to make love. And yes, it takes maybe more work now because so many other things are going on now. And you're not just in your own little bubble anymore. But I think that can make it even more rewarding, right? Those, For sure. When you first got married and you didn't have kids, I mean, you just... You had all the time in the world together. You could make love five times a day if you wanted. Like there, you, you, it, it was things were just totally different. When and you, you first were, got married, yeah, and you were focused on specifically each other. Um, and then obviously, as life happens and you have kids and advancing careers and different things like that, there's so many you know kids' activities. Like 
there's so many other things going on. And so it is really easy to fall out and really forget, you know, what, I guess, what those good times were like. And one other thing, it's so amazing to hear people say that, oh, you know, this is just the way marriage is. Like, there's no such thing. Like, we get so many comments yeah. that people that say, oh, my wife just tells me that they're, you're, what you guys are, are teaching or what you guys are um, portraying doesn't exist. Like, you, oh, you can't have a marriage like that. Like, that just doesn't happen. And that's a lot of people. And I, whether they're using that as an excuse or they just don't want to try or maybe they really think that yeah. marriage just is bland or sucks, you know, mm-hmm. which is really sad, especially when one spouse is wanting to really improve the relationship and the other spouse just said, ah, it's not obtainable. Let's just, you know, keep what we have. Yeah. And so. Well, I got a comment earlier today. I posted something about how it feels when you're constantly rejected. And one guy said his comment was. After so much rejection or just mediocre marriage, whatever, you get to a point in like your 40s and you just start trying to deal with it. And then in your 50s, you find a new hobby and you move on and you don't really need sex anymore. Like that was his comment. He's like, I just learned to just not care anymore and find something else that excites me. Like that attitude, I think a lot of people have. But that's so sad because it's changing your priorities and make and getting that back to where you almost get more addicted to have that back in your life. Right. For sure. Right. Yeah. And then you look at the marriages where you're, you look at the marriages and they're happy and they're holding hands and you know, they could be married 20 or 30 years and you're just like, man, they, they have look like they have an amazing relationship. And for the people that have that type of relationship, I can promise you they're doing the things that we're going to talk about today as far as managing their time. So I think the first thing couples need to do to manage their time better is identify what their priorities are. Again, I think so many couples don't, they just go out throughout their day and they say, okay, if we have any time left over for each other, then you know we'll utilize that time for each other. And that time always comes below you know, browsing or sitting on your phone or watching TV or, or, you know, all these other things. And that day goes by and, okay, maybe we'll try tomorrow. And day by day by day just goes by. And the important priorities oftentimes get put at the very bottom or the last. So you need to identify what your priorities are. And your priority with your marriage and relationship should probably be up there at the top. Or towards the top, right? We recognize that you have to go to work and do different things. But your relationship and time together should be up there right towards the top. And it doesn't take that much time to have an awesome marriage. It doesn't. I mean, we get that people are working all day, then putting kids to bed, running kids, doing dinner, cleaning up the daily grind, right? But everybody, everybody has... 30 minutes to an hour to unwind at night. That's where your priorities are right there. And when we say the word priorities, so many people equate that to time. Well, immediately they say, well, if I put my, if my priorities first, then I got to spend all this time. A priority doesn't equal time. What we're saying is you can prioritize your marriage, just like Amy said, and give it 30 to 
30 minutes to an hour a day, but give it that quality time mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. And you can have a strong relationship with that little bit of time, but that little bit of time has to really be prioritized. And when we talk about, we're not talking about kids today, but like kids in my day is like hours and hours. And my husband in my day, when we're not considering working together, is like, what, like an hour or maybe two at night, right? Hour and a half at night. Yeah. So my kids get like three or four times the amount of time, but I still prioritize my marriage first. And a great example is um, the other night, like Amy's like, hey, let's make love tonight. I'm like, oh, awesome. Okay. We made love and we connected and, you know, probably took 45 minutes. I gave her a back rub and we just, we had that time together. But even that little bit of time and her showing that she wanted to make that a priority was huge to me. I mean, that's, that's an amazing thing that can really connect you as a couple. And to me, again, just her showing that, hey, our marriage is a priority, connecting is a priority, I mean, is an amazing thing. So the second thing we want to talk about is after you've identified your priorities, and I think it's really important to make sure that your priorities line up, because if mm -hmm. Amy's priorities are different than mine, it doesn't matter if we've identified the, prior, identified the priorities. If they don't align and we aren't in agreement with them, then nothing else really matters. So you've got to identify what the priorities are and make sure you're both in agreement with what where the priorities are at. And if they're not in agreement, talk about why and have that really good communication so that you can align those. Yep. Right? So create a schedule is number two. Um, this can be, I think Amy and I are pretty good about that. We have a calendar that mm -hmm. Amy has that, you know, set out every day. I've got my whiteboard of, hey, here's the things I need to get done today. We've got a calendar of the kids have tennis and, you know, this going on and what times. And, and we're, I think we're pretty good at dividing and conquering. We're like, hey, can you run the kids at this time? Can you do this? And I'm doing this. And When uh, I think of schedule, I think of if you're prioritizing your marriage, you're starting with the things that are most important on your schedule. So every Sunday night... I'll sit down and write out the week. And I could go write in my kids' stuff first, but I don't. I put in my date night. That's number one. That's on Friday night. Date night absolutely goes on the schedule. Our <laughs> kids look at that and see every Friday night is date night. So and very, very first. It's written in Friday night. This is our time. Yeah, and another thing that works for some people too is scheduling sex. I mean, we've, yep. we've talked yep. about that before, and I know it's not for everyone, but again, as we've talked about, for for a lot of women especially, um, they don't want to be caught off guard. They want time to prepare throughout the day. They want time to prepare mentally and, and physically for that. And so, you know, putting sex on the calendar, so to speak, can be a great thing as well. And that doesn't mean that you say at 9.32, we're going to make love and here's what we're going to do. But Amy and I are like the nights that we know like, hey, tonight's a good night. Let's make love tonight. If she initiates or I initiate, we know that we're kind of be going to make that a priority and, and fit that in the schedule. And... Sometimes you just kind of get in a rhythm. Like for us, like Friday nights and Saturday nights are actually really, really hard to be intimate because our teenagers 
are out late and don't sometimes get back till midnight or a little bit yeah. after that. So by then I'm super tired and I've got other kids that are pretty much up until that time too. So we don't get that quiet time. So for us, like Sunday nights, our kids have school the next day. It's been a weekend, so we've had time to connect. We've spent the day together. We've gotten to go to church together. We've had a nice family dinner. Like those kind of things are connecting to me. And then the kids go to bed early that night. So it always seems to just be a great day that works for us. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily scheduled. Yeah. But you kind of, I think a lot of couples. Kind of figure out what works and what doesn't. Yeah. And then there will be another time during the week that usually is a good yeah, night. Yeah, usually like Thursday or something. Wednesday, Thursday. I don't know. It's, you know, for us, I, I mean, not too much information, but a lot of people are like, hey, what works for you? You know, what's... And every couple's different. Some make love all the time. Some maybe once a week. We hope at least once a week. But for us, it's usually, you know. A couple times a week. A couple times a week. And that works for our marriage because that's where we fit it in. That gives me enough time to, you know, kind of desire it again. And anyways, like, so just oh, having How those... could you not desire this, like, 24-7? <laughs> so when we're talking about scheduling, it doesn't mean always have to, like, you have to write it down. But in your mind, figure out, like, what works and what's prioritized in your marriage. And you know what I mean? So... Well, well said. Scheduling, Perfect. I think the most important thing on scheduling is just to remember that you schedule what's most important. And I know we've talked about this analogy before, like filling up your bucket with the bigger rocks that are most important and then the sand falls down. You can fit everything else in when you put the most important stuff in first. And that has to be your marriage. And then everything else you'll find that if you really start doing that, that everything else will fill in the gaps and flow. That was beautiful. You're welcome. All right. I think we've hit enough on number two, creating a schedule. You have anything left to say on that? Nope. All right. Moving on to number three, share responsibilities. Now, we know that this may look different for every couple. I mean, for us, like sharing our responsibilities probably looks a lot different than it would for, you know, a couple to where... Um, He's, he's going to a job, working, you know, eight to 10 hours, but even for a husband that's working a job like that, you know, to be able to get home, help out with the kids, help out with dinner, do different things like that. Um, again, I think for every couple, that's going to look differently. And sharing responsibilities equals more alone time together at night. So when you bust stuff out fast as a team, you're like, let's just get all this stuff done so we can go snuggle tonight for a couple hours or watch a movie or be intimate or whatever you choose to do when you work as a team, it makes more time. And there's, and there's nothing wrong with that. Part of my motivation for helping out with different things is so that we can spend more time together. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Absolutely. Figure out, you know, and this is something you sit down and can discuss together as well too. Uh, for some couples, they may not need to, you know, discuss it. It might just come naturally to where, hey, they're, they're just wanting to help each other and get as much done as they can. So figure out what works for your relationship and how you can, you know, better figure out how to share the responsibilities that you have and kind of come to an agreement on, you know, who's doing what. And so like we talked about on number two, sitting down and really like mapping out a schedule for a week. This can be a great time, like once a week to... Um, figure out sharing responsibilities like you go take the kids here I'll do this or I'll fix dinner if you'll take care of this you, you know it's it's working together and taking on that workload 
and dividing it up and, and being that team and talking about it and, and being, I feel like being organized is so big for some people. I feel like some people just take their day to day, but when you really sit down and make plans and organize your time and your schedules together and plan your date nights and play, plan your intimate time and, and we, we haven't connected you know in a few weeks like we really want to. What can we do on Tuesday to make our day more simplified and end stuff earlier. Do you know what I'm saying? So that you can have that couple hours to connect. For sure. And some nights Amy's like, hey, can you handle dinner tonight? And she knows that it's probably going to be Domino's Pizza or, uh, <laughs> or takeout somewhere. But hey, it's, I mean, it still works, right? I guess. <laughs> I just have to say, okay, babe, what do you want tonight? I guess. <laughs> what do you want tonight? I'll get the kids the card. I want a home-cooked meal of candlelight. I'll get the kids the cardboard pizza <laughs> with some sauce on. But what do you want? Yeah. And then I'll get you something a little bit better, like some pasta or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways. Oh. Um, next. Most, well, I'm just going to add in there. Home-cooked meal by the husband. That is. Big turn on. That's. That's like my only weakness. Other than that, I'm perfect. I think that's why I want it so bad. <laughs> Other than that, like I'm totally perfect. Like you got you got the best all round guy ever. Other than the meals, mm. yeah. she's, she's rolling her eyes. She's like, yeah, you you do a lot of things wrong. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't. Say good that. luck to you. All right, uh, communicate regularly. I know, I know, we talk about this all the freaking time. I know, you don't want to hear it. I know you guys are done hearing the word communication. But you have so we'll to do it. we'll just skip over it. We just have kidding. to do it. We have to do it. You have to always be talking because things can change day to day, week to week. You have to be communicating. What I think one of the biggest frustrations, too, is when spouses kind of just assume that they already know um, what the other spouse wants or needs or whatever, then it can become really frustrating when everything isn't being done, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so you you got to communicate regularly. We as men are not on as on top of things or as smart as our wives. We need to be told regularly, this is what you need to do. <laughs> At least I do. No, that's not true. You're pretty good. But we do hear that complaint a lot. And that's where the whole like nagging thing comes into marriage. Because women, I think, expect for men to like look around the house and be like, oh, all this stuff needs to be done. I should just go do it. And men are like, don't even seem to notice most of the time, right? On an average male. And a woman has a list in her mind of all the stuff that hasn't been done or needs to be done. And then they just get bothered and they're like, he should be able to open his eyes and see everything that needs to be done around here. And we get that complaint so many times. And that is such an intimacy killer because then you start getting resentful. But all you have to do... All all you have to tell a guy is... Hey, "Hey, could you do this? Hey, sweetie, can you do this? Hey, can you go pick up the... Sure, absolutely. Like, it's not that hard. Well, I don't think most husbands are just like, absolutely, I would love to. I don't think all men have that attitude. But they need to have that attitude. Because Nick's like, sure, whatever you need, babe. Right? Because you know that the faster we get stuff done together, the more time the we're going to have at night. time. That's right. That's right. So maybe it's a little selfish. But whatever the reason or the motivation. Sometimes it's okay to be selfish. It's not always bad. All right. The next one. Be flexible. I don't know how being flexible has anything to do with what we're talking about. Where like, did your mind just go? Like, where did your mind uh, just go? Do I need go? to practice Pilates? Am I stretching? What does being flexible 
Is it? With balancing time, or are you thinking something else? I just saw be flexible. And You're I thought, not flexible. I thought, oh, I'm, I'm, definitely not. I'm pretty limber, but I'm no gymnast. Well, we're not talking about sex right now. Oh. Oh, that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to the podcast. Time. Back to the podcast. That's right. Be, I was wondering. Be, be flexible. Flex- what? The, yeah, I'm limber, but oh what, does, what does that have to do Typical with, male. Here's another example. One track mind. What does is, what is being flexible to you mean outside of that being flexible? That means that some of us like our schedules. We like to know exactly what's happening hour by hour. And when our spouse is like, oh, can you please go do this, or I can't do this tonight, or I really want to do this tonight, and it's not on the agenda, we have to be flexible in marriage. We have to be okay with changes. That was a good uh, That was a good way of explaining, and it definitely was the different than what I was thinking like being flexible meant. But I, I that totally makes sense. I totally agree. I like that. I like that. Yeah, you do need to be flexible. And if, if things pop up or things arise that you're not expecting, um, you just take care of them, right? And a lot of women, like we've talked about with scheduling sex and those the intimate kind of things, like sometimes it's okay to be spontaneous, right? And just throw something That's... new in the calendar that wasn't already when there. You... That's okay. Yeah. When you were spontaneous the other day, I was like, oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, it was awesome. Yep. I'm still, I'm still all giddy from it. And that was like days ago. Stay giddy for for a while. (laughs) All right. So, um, next one moving on is practice self-care. Oh, this is hard. I think it's important. Uh, When we mean practice self-care, it means exercise. You know, take time to do that. Take time to relax. Take time to have hobbies or, or things with friends. Just things that can keep you motivated and happy and... Um, you know, just, yeah, I I think that's pretty self-explanatory. We all need exercise. It's super important. However you get that, whether you play a sport, whether you go to the gym, whether you go for a walk, whether you go running, whatever it is you do, that is so important for you and for your marriage because that helps us mentally. And I don't think people understand how our mental, how important that is. For sure. For your marriage to stay mentally strong. If you're suffering with anxiety and depression and all those kind of things, I'm not saying this cures it, but exercise is a really big part of helping that. And when you're suffering from those kind of things, it really affects your spouse and your entire marriage. I So relaxation, meditation, time, we didn't even add, time with God, like just having spiritual time, having time to decompress, and be off your phone, time to go hang out with friends, time to find fun hobbies with or without your spouse. Both are important. I like it. And, and so we start thinking of all these things that we have to do in our life. And we're like, like, that's where it gets frustrating because you're like, I literally don't have that kind of time. But maybe if you don't sit on your phone for those couple hours, I'm going to say a day. I don't know what the average is. That seems like a lot to me. But even if it's just a couple hours a week. That you're on your phone, which is really low, probably. Oh, I right? would say 99% of the people are are two plus hours per day. Okay, let's just go with two hours. Let's go with an hour a day, okay? Say you're on your phone an hour a day. And I'm not talking like for work reasons or like important reasons. I'm just talking about browsing the internet, browsing the news, just social media. Time. Just killing time. You're addicted to swiping on TikTok, right? It's real addiction. It is an addiction. Swipe, swipe, swipe. 
So, and that's messing up people's minds. So say you take that time and you pump that down to 20 minutes and then you, and then you use 20 minutes. I mean, you could literally exercise in 20 minutes, do a bunch of squats, whatever it is, go outside, go for a quick little walk. Yeah, or take just your spouse on a walk. Take your spouse on a walk. But we're not even talking like spouse stuff right now. We're talking like self-care stuff you need for you so you can come to the marriage with a healthy mind. Right? Yeah, and there's something that exercise does. I mean, exercise just lifts you up. It, it makes you a lot happier. I mean, there's so many benefits of exercise, which we won't get into in this one. But Just being out in the sun, and I know there's not a lot of sun everywhere. I guess what we're saying is when we're talking about managing and balancing your time in marriage, these are things that you still have to do. If you're cutting exercise out of your time, if you're cutting sexual intimacy out of your time, if you're cutting these things out of your time, you're cutting really important things that are going to impact your relationship. So maybe try and think of some other ways to, if you are feeling super busy, because I know we all feel that, maybe for moms, if you're not working, you could go exercise at the park while your kids are playing on the playground. Or maybe as a dad that works, you could ride your bike to work or or just I'm just trying to think of like ideas where you could accomplish two at once. Yeah, that's really what it is. It comes to mindset. Like, what can I do to fit these things in so I can prioritize my marriage more? If you live by a river or lake, you could swim to work. Yeah, <laughs> lots of lots yeah. of exercise. Oh, <laughs> uh, probably not. OK, that was dumb. Um. The last one is use technology to your advantage. Ooh. The first thing that comes to mind is the Ultimate Intimacy app. <laughs> Do you I mean, know why? Okay, when we first came up with the app, I don't even know if you know this story. That I, one night I was just laying in bed. I was like, Nick, we need a bedroom game on an app. Because couples are already so addicted to their phones. Why don't we... Get you addicted to each other through your phone. Why don't we save marriages on the phone because you want to be on your phone so help your marriage at the same time. That's where it came from. Yeah. That was the night it was invented. Oh, it was brilliant. Brilliant. It was brilliant. (laughs) But you really can use technology to your advantage um, to plan your days out, to schedule things. Um, I was thinking more like use your phone to text your spouse during lunch. For sure. Or send a little romantic text before your husband gets home from work or before you get home from work. Or to initiate in the morning with a text that gets your spouse excited all day long. Through through the intimate chat feature. Through the chat feature. Because don't do it on your phone. Your kids might read it. Um, There's there's so many ways to like Boost up your marriage with your phone. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are, like I said, if you are going to be on your phone, get onto the app. That'll bring you closer together as a couple. So. It should. And if you didn't hear, we added the intimate conversations into the conversations section. So all of you that have a really hard time talking about sexual intimacy. Oh, just pull out the intimate conversations. You'll be blushing real quickly. So now we have conversation starters. Would you rather conversation starters? And now there's an intimate com- communication, intimate conversations underneath that. So it'll help you talk all about sexual intimacy. So plan your day so that you can have 30 minutes a night to connect. Jump on the app. Use some conversation starters. Whatever you find on there to help you connect emotionally. 
And if you're emotionally connected, the physical and sexual intimacy comes more naturally. Yeah, and as we're wrapping this thing up, I mean, I think just it's not that hard, right? It's not that hard. It's not that hard. We're making it too hard. Put your your priorities, make your relationship your priority, make time for it. And it really, you really will be amazed at how much your relationship will improve if you make time for it. And that includes you know, date night, even if you're just going out also every evening and walking for 10 minutes, spending time together and prioritizing the things that are most important to you and balancing that time in your marriage will be a game changer. And I mean, I mean, it has for us, Amy and I are extremely busy, like extremely busy. There's probably not a whole lot of people that are as busy as we are, but we prioritize our marriage first. And some days we're just like, you know what? We're not going to do much today with work. We're going to go spend some time together. Well, those days don't happen very much. But there are some nights where we're like, sorry, kids. Tonight's our night. It's just how it's going to be. We're out. We're literally, we need two hours away from you. Go play with friends. Invite friends over. We don't care. Here's some pizza. We're leaving. <laughs> because we need that. And they know that. And they respect that. And they actually love that. And, so. that, and that's okay to do. Your kids will be very healthy Mm -hmm. when they see that your marriage comes first so hopefully hopefully this podcast can help help you manage learn to manage your time better and balance things in your relationship and i really feel like a great tip is just go buy a calendar that you can both see and you're both involved in you can both write down stuff on there and really try to make the goal of scheduling your like a week out or two weeks out putting date night first intimate time first and scheduling marriage time before anything else. It really can be a game changer. And and there may or may not be a future app update coming with something that can help as well. Ooh. So yes. we'll leave it at that. It's Anyways, okay. we appreciate all of you listening to the podcast. Let us know if we suck, what we can do better, what <laughs> things you want to hear from us. And we really do appreciate you listening. And feel free to reach out to us, amy at ultimateintimacy.com, if you have any questions or feedback for us. And please consider leaving us a review. I say this all the time. We have so many people listening to the podcast, but our reviews just don't reflect that. I mean, we should have thousands and thousands of reviews right now. So please help us uh, be able to continue to do this by leaving us a review, helping us um, get to more people and helping their marriages. And so until next time, we hope all of you find ultimate intimacy in your relationship.